Coming up, it's a musical episode of Diz Pop, and no, there won't be any singing. Maybe just a little bit. No, seriously, there won't be any singing in this episode of Diz Pop. Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and in this episode of Diz Pop, I am going to be joined by two, I don't want to say special guests, because I feel like that puts the bar too high, but two people I know. I've got Steve Porter over here at the table. Hey, guys. And in the back, our Disney music aficionado, Craig Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this episode, we're going to be talking about some of our, what I, I feel like we've never had a Diz Pop musical or a, an oriented episode toward music. And so I thought it'd be fun to do an episode where we talked about like what our favorite Disney songs are. Like I'm talking, you know, 30, 40 years from now, we're going to still be listening to them. Um, and uh, that can include movie songs, Broadway songs, park songs, whatever, anything. I don't care. A theme song to a TV show. Spoiler alert, I will have the DuckTales theme song in my list, but um, just just songs in general. But before we get too far into that, since I do have Craig with me again, I just wanted to take a moment to address the Beauty and the Beast um, film review that he and I did last week. Um, it got very nasty in the comments on YouTube mm -hmm. um, to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm not really going to do this anymore and or i i had to i just stopped reading them because really people just got really 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 uh negative and i want to throw it out there that uh neither craig nor myself told anybody not to see this film um and we were stating our opinion now uh we do these videos and i like to set up these forums where everybody is entitled to their own opinions and that includes the reviewers and the commenters and an opinion is a view judgment or appraisal formed in the mind about a particular matter and so everyone is welcome to their own opinions and that's that. That's what they are. They're opinions. It's yeah. not because I don't like something the way you like something doesn't mean you're wrong. I mean, I love the Power Rangers. I don't expect anybody else I ever meet in my life to love them in the same way that I love them. And I understand what it is, though. I'll admit it's faults, but I'll also sing its praises when it deserves them. And I just feel like we saw a film that Craig actually will say in a second, too, that he went back and rewatched the original that I love, Beauty and the Beast. And it may be one of my favorite animated Disney movies. And I, it is not unacceptable for me to hold a bar that high for this remake. Uh, otherwise, why are you doing the remake? You know, if it's not going to live up to what the original was, which in my opinion is a movie that could very well be in the 95 percentage of like, it's a great film, great story. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it, I just, I don't know. Do you, do yeah. you have something you want to say? No, I'm sorry. It's, uh, a lot of people said, why, you know, why are you being so overly critical to it? Why didn't you go in with a clean slate and not compare it to the 1991 animated version? And my, my response to that is, well, I haven't watched the 1991 animated version. I didn't watch it up until yesterday, probably for about 
four or five years. So there was a little bit of a gap in between there. It's not like it's ever gone out of my memory from the first time I saw it, but it definitely wasn't fresh. So I did kind of view this movie with a complete clean slate. But on the other side of that too, one of the things I was taught in school, and it's something I've seen come up uh, while watching any special features on a Blu-ray or hearing directors talk, one of the first questions they always ask before they sit down, write something or direct it, does this need to be made? Exactly. And so with that being said, unless you are going to twist it up enough, maybe it didn't need to be made. And I'm not arguing that. I A lot of people have gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it, and I think that is amazing. That's why I encourage everyone to get out there and see it as much as possible. We're not judging your enjoyment either, and no. I think that's that's a big turn of the events is that you, I don't care if you loved the movie. That's great. I, I think that's that's that that's great for you. I'm just explaining. We explained why we didn't care for the things that we didn't care for, and I even feel differently than the movie about Craig does. I liked it more than he did. Yeah, I I just I'm so burnout on CGI heavy driven movies unless Absolutely. it's done in a unique way. Doctor Strange, yes, was just mind-bending with the visuals that they created for it. The Jungle Book last year, mm -hmm. CGI-heavy driven, but, it, I mean, photorealistic. So when I watched this and, and nothing stood out, like this is breathtaking, this is, this is brand new visuals that have never been done before, because of that, that's why it just felt like too much CGI for me that wasn't done in the well way. But I, I know a lot of people out there enjoyed the look they enjoyed the visual aesthetic to it and i think that's great i just i would i'm getting to the point right now with the movies i'm watching i would prefer to watch things that aren't so heavily reliant and dependent on cgi um every now and then it's nice to just sit back and watch a movie that was that was not reliant on all of that stuff that's why i still keep comparing a lot of things to la la land because that is the perfect example of how I'll, a movie can be done. I'll even compare it to another Disney, something, another Disney movie that leans heavily on nostalgia and a classic film is The Force Awakens. Is that I think a lot of where that succeeds is that when they were able to do it phys um, visually without special, without CGI, they did, and that's that's the right way to use cgi and i i completely know what you're talking about i compared it in the review originally to it being like the entire show of once upon a time is all done in that green screen way and and for television that works that's fine it, it works fine for them i get that it's a tv budget but, but regardless i feel like we're gonna slip back into the yeah. review again no, the, no, no, the, no. the thing is that we just want to say that i respect your opinion you should respect our opinion without uh attacking people's uh character or whatever, and I'm not, we're not on a high horse because of our feelings about this. You know, I'm not rubbing an education in anybody's things. We just like movies a lot. And yeah, I, we went to school in different ways to learn about that process of what goes into making a film. So when we bring that into it, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying this is where we've, these are the foundations and the principles that we've learned and maybe that appeal to us. And don't jump down my throat because I'm telling you that there's mistakes in your story. And and not only that, the last thing I'm going to say about this too, I know I have expressed this in a couple places, and I'm sorry if it came off in a rude way. Uh, if you look back on every movie that we've either reviewed or watched basically in the past year, um, and we can go even further back than that if we want, 
I don't think there are many examples of where we gave anything a negative review. Um, and even when we saw Alice Through the Looking Glass, while it wasn't great, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I was just it. thinking of that movie um, specifically, where we sat and we were like, we gave that an actually decent review. Yeah, you know? um, but... You know, I, I'm literally, I try to sit back and think about the last thing that I gave a, re, a bad review to. I even, I didn't write a review for Zootopia, but even that, I enjoyed it. I really liked the movie. I just thought it was pretentious and it wasn't the hype Don't that everyone dare. made it Don't to be. You dare. I'm sorry. You but, know how I feel about it. But I, I still, that to me, that was still a seven or an eight out of 10 movie. It just, I didn't, I didn't buy into the hype that people did to drive it to, to the one billion dollar point, but yeah, going going back with all that, I genuinely I don't remember the last time that I gave a movie, a Disney movie, a like scathingly bad review. It's, but yet, almost every it, comment from the people who watch us on a regular basis are saying, "Oh, you're just always so negative about everything." Well, no, I we're putting this down on audio, video, or or in my case, I yeah, do a lot of the writing with it too. There is proof that I'm not doing it. I I just. It just blows I wish my you mind. Paint me that way because I I love a lot of these movies. I I love almost the majority of them. That's that's I, how I became I would say a Disney you like person. Disney movies better than me. Yeah, too. Especially I, animated films, you enjoy them more than I do. I agree with that. Yeah, and so like it's unfair to paint that in that color, especially since the last movie review I specifically did was like a movie I gushed about loving, which was the Batman Lego movie. And so you know what, like that, it's not fair to say like, oh, you don't like stuff. You know, that's you know, I'm just putting it out there. So enough of this though. I'm tired of this. I don't want yes. that negativity to swallow us up too. That's up to these miserable people out there. Um, not you who are watching this. I hope are. I hope that. We have broken the spell and that you are all happy again. That was so cheesy. Sorry, Steve. Who hey hasn't guys. seen the movie still? Oh, hey. I'm, yeah, I'm here. His fiance went and saw it without him. Yeah, but no, that's okay. But but Steve got to No, view, I saw it too. He's Oh, you did go see it. Yeah, I did go he see it. He also got to see Josh Gad. Yeah, yeah I saw him in person. in person. What did you sing? Uh, Be Our Guest? Yeah, he did Be Our Guest. And it was kind of cool. The music came on and you didn't know that it was him. And then he came around the corner. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, a little bit of a shame that he didn't sing guest on, but I guess he would need an accompanying person with that. Yeah, B- yeah. really be our guest at it, be our guest the restaurant. So it makes a lot more sense, I guess. Yeah, it was nice. He got. I mean, it, it made for. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the video, but it was hard because he was walking around a lot. Um, but it was nice for the people that were actually at the restaurant to. They got to kind of be yeah. up close to him. Yeah. Well, no. I'm officially. Oh, go ahead. What? No, he's he's just cool. He was the first celebrity I ever got to interview. And I did it with the oh. Diz out uh, right before Frozen came out. And he is such uh, just a I, – I hope that how he is in public appearances, how yeah. you got to see him, how I got to see him, I hope that's how he is in real life because he is he just seems like the most enjoyable, happy person in the world. Yeah, I want to believe he's this like really friendly yeah. guy. That's awesome. But if you want to check out any of those videos, the ones he's talking about, Craig has some great ones from D23 last year as well, where he's uh, Josh Gad is singing. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, in summer. Yes, in summer. And uh, <laughs> those are on uh, WW, or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash info. Mm-hmm. I think they're on the Diz mm-hmm. channel, um, and uh, Steve's is on that one as well, actually. So yep. uh, check you can check those out. Um, but on that note about singing and stuff, I figured it would be fun. Like I said earlier, we never do... I've yet to figure out how to really come at the musical aspect of these things because Diz Pop was supposed to be all things pop culture. And I feel like lately it's been very heavy on the 
music side of stuff. Uh, or movie. I'm sorry, on the movie side of stuff. And, you know, and then we have our Marvel stuff that we do a lot. So we've got, like, movies, the comics. You know, the books are a little... Disney doesn't really have a presence in the novel area too, too much. You know, it's got the Star Wars novels, and they do some of those... Um, you know, from the villain perspective books, you've got the Kingdom Keepers. Maybe someday I'll get around to those. I don't know. I don't know if I'm that big of a fan. But um, I, I wanted to try and start pushing into those other aspects of pop, pop culture. And I thought music would be fun. And since a musical just came out that's a big one and people apparently think we hate everything, I thought that we could talk about the music that we do love. And uh, some of our favorite Disney songs along the way. So I don't really have a number. It's not like, oh, here are our top three songs. Let's rate them or anything like that. Um, so it's just I put together a little collection of my favorites that like in 30 to 40 years from now, these are the ones that we're still going to be listening to, you know. So I'm going to throw out one right away. Okay. And uh, it is Stand Out from the Goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm also I'm going to I'm just going to do two in a row. Eye to Eye from the Goofy movie as well. Yeah, those are right on par with of them. of those two. I'm more of an eye to eye guy than Wait, a I, standout. Eye to eye has such a great message in the song, though. It's I think that's I think that that honestly, even though I love standout and is I think eye to eye is the superior song in that it will have appeal forever. You know what I mean? Because it is a song about just listening to each other and coming together and loving each other. Like it's a good, it's a great message and a fun. You know, it really encapsulates like '90s music. Yeah. Almost. Well, I was about to say that it really feels like it encapsulates the era of when that movie came out. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it's it, you know, some songs stand a- alone uh, by themselves without needing to watch it with the visuals. But for for eye to eye with me, that is like the ultimate part of a goofy movie. Yeah, is the whole sequence at the end when when they're at the when they're doing the concert the at the Powerline concert. It's just. Uh, I just watched that actually. I think it was Saturday night. It was on, and I caught the end. And my it, favorite part in that have though, to every single time. Goofy walks in on the the lady yeah. changing, <laughs> and it cuts to him, and he's got the embarrassment. Yeah. He's like, I, "It's one of my favorite moments in like any Disney movie. Maybe is just that scene where he gets embarrassed because he walks in on her. Uh, it's great." But Steve, you haven't talked a lot. What's what's one that you like really comes to your so mind? So I, I went to the parks right away because this is the one that sticks out for me. Is and some people might hate it because it can really stick in your head. But Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Oh no, yeah. that's a good one. I love Great Big. It's I, I dare someone if you know the song to start the song and not have it stuck in your head for the rest of the day. It's like but that that's lamb a, chop song. This is the song. Yeah. That goes on and on. But never uh, ends. Never it goes ends. on and on, my friend. My friend. But Some no, people started singing it. Sorry, it doesn't. Go <laughs> but no, I I love it because well, one, I'm nostalgic for it because I worked on the Carousel of Progress. Um, but two, it's just like a song about being hopeful for the future, and it really captures Disney's like optimism. Yeah, you know what I mean, like it, it's very reflective of the man that was involved in creating yeah, who it. created it. So for yeah. that, for history reasons, for the song just being a Sherman Brothers song, which is another reason I love it. Everything about it, I just really Okay, this is really um, ignorant of me, but I did not know that was a Sherman Brothers song. Oh, see, that's where I love this song, because uh, they play it in the queue for Carousel of Progress, uh, but they play the video of where Walt's standing uh, behind them while they're sitting down at the piano, uh, singing and playing it, and they're all three are singing it together, and... Like, when you hear that, it doesn't matter if you hate the song, think it's repetitive. Like, seeing, seeing Walt with that smile on his face while he's... Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it. you can tell how proud yeah. he is exactly. of, of what he created. That video is actually created 
um, for GE because yeah. as they were preparing. Oh yeah, yeah. The, Where do they play this video? It's in it's in one man's dream, right? Is no, no, no. Said? It's uh, outside of the Carousel of Progress. It's the video. Oh, I see. I keep yeah. walking in, so I don't see it ever. But yeah. Um. But yeah. So it they prepared it for GE to like kind of get the GE. Um, the executive executives excited, excited to pay for the attraction um and you could just tell how like craig said you could just tell how proud walt is so i feel like it's it's a it's a song that it, it um you know the attraction itself it's you know from the world's fair it it could potentially it, in my, at least this is in my mind in my personal opinion um that this could be the quintessential like that's walt disney's theme song you know what I mean? Mm. Like that—that's what it feels like because it's the Sherman Brothers. It's about a, a World's Fair attraction yeah. that then became an actual park attraction, and it's about the optimism that he always carried through in his spirit. You know, yeah. and so that feels to me—that's it. Just it reminds me of being a kid and yeah. being in the park. So I—I I completely agree with that. That I think that song is one of the definitions of Walt. However, the first song I have to bring up uh, because I, I think. It can't make it. You can't go any Disney list of best music without bringing this up because where Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow is Walt's song, this is the company song, and that's uh, When You Wish Upon a Star. It mm. is, I mean, it is the most iconic. Do you have a particular version of that song that you like? Um, my particular version is just your your uh, standard uh, Cliff Edwards singing it, who so is the, the voice of Jiminy, uh, Jiminy Cricket, and but like. I've always loved that song. Pinocchio's probably my favorite animated movie really? for Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love it. It's definitely in the classic animation era. That's that's my favorite. Um, obviously, I've got a lot of love for the Renaissance because of when I grew up. But yeah. for for anything like pre my uh, years on this earth, it would definitely probably be Pinocchio. But uh, for me, one it's because I put that song on with when I'm walking through Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland, because uh, if oh that's a good you know, that's, a, that's if a... you've been through there, that song's literally just like on a loop as you walk through the castle there. So mm-hmm. something about it just connects that oh that's yeah it's it's all come together. So and you know being used in the Disneyland television series too, it's just this song is everywhere in Disney culture and still to this day with. Uh, every Disney movie that comes out that has the castle logo on the front that still has. A, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's so. a little musical. Well, and I just think it, it it attaches uh, people to to Disney parks emotionally in a way that a lot of the other songs don't. Like well, as much as my example of Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, I love it. But when I first think of Great Beautiful Big Beautiful Tomorrow, I think of Walt Disney and I think of the actual attraction. When I think of that, um, when you wish upon a star, I think of the. Uh, I think of the castle. Yeah, I think of the castle and, and, and the Disney parks in general. Well, I, I you know, Craig uh, actually brought up a uh, good point that um, I did the same thing and I didn't even realize it. You know, um, this could this is a fun thing to do. Take your favorite Disney songs, put them into place. I'm sure people already do this. But I did it when I was out at Disneyland and um, just walking around, take that me time and walk around and listen to those ones that you emotionally connect with. And it will really... It'll it'll do something to you. Mm. It'll it'll really make a. It'll give you some of that perspective. I don't know. It'll it'll bring that cold dead heart of yours back to life for <laughs> a second. But okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do another. I'm gonna do a classic of mine. Uh, Mary Poppins is probably my favorite um, live action uh, Disney animated. Oh, Disney animated Disney movie. Um, 
I just my mother has video of me in a diaper, um, uh, walking my brother around. My older brother, I used to make him be Mary, and I would be Dick, and I would have a, I had a two by four because we were poor, so uh, that was my umbrella, and we would do the we would reenact the scene um, where they're on the turtles, and they would and they'd swim on the turtles. So I'd sing Jolly Holiday um, to him all the time. But the song I'm choosing from this is Chim Chim Cheree, because the opening. The sound that that like dark swoop into the music, it just gives me goosebumps. It gives me chills still. Like I wish that I could just do that piece, but longer. And, oh, and I love that yeah. scene in the movie. It's just so beautiful with the colors and when they're climbing up the the to go up to the rooftops and everything. And yeah, and I was I, I do agree with that song. I mean, what what bad song is in Mary Poppins? But right. uh, what I was going to add for my list, and I guess I should just mention it now too, since we're on the Mary Poppins train. Of course, feed the birds, and oh, that's God, another. Yeah, that's a good one. It's another, another one of the Walt things. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, there are only so many songs that have that like cross connection like that. And feed the birds. Everyone knows the story of how you know on Fridays he would make uh, the Sherman Brothers play it for him, and then they'd be able to leave. And you know, that's still like uh, yeah. That's still Richard Sherman's like favorite memory that he still has to this day. And but every song in Mary Poppins is just is perfect let's go fly a kite oh yeah yeah. let's go fly a kite i am a terrible singer that's the song i would choose to sing for my high school auditions for when it came around to the music because you like to start off with the dick van dyke we're toppings for paper and string and (laughs) i would put the i would put the the that starts out with the father uh yeah that yeah. You're, you're thinking further down because it's it's the dad comes home and he's all excited and he's jazzed up uh (laughs) but um yeah, there's, there's, Craig's right. I mean, like, it, I just picked that one specifically because it, it just, for me, it's got the score in it a little bit, you know, that's got the, but they're all great. They're all great. What about you? You got another one, Steve? So, my next one would be, ooh, let's, uh, I'll go with a movie that I don't particularly like, but I really like this song is Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride from Lilo and Stitch. I do not love the movie particularly, but this song ma- just makes me happy. It's a good, just, I wasn't familiar with this song. The opposite. Listen to it. I I love the movie, Uh, even though Stitch has just grown tired as a character. I love the movie, but I hate this song. Really? (laughs) There was no place around the beach. I still haven't seen this movie. I've tried to watch it like five times. I keep falling asleep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the Stitch lovers out there. I'm sorry. Um, Okay, so well, let's shift gears then. Okay, so we've got uh, you said a park one. Mm-hmm. You kind of said one that you associate with the parks. Like, uh, I would obviously, I feel, I feel like it would be remiss of me not to say Grim Grinning Ghosts is obviously in this list mm-hmm. because, and Craig may, you both probably may agree with me, but there's just something about the sound of this song that it's old, but it's it's this like type of music that doesn't exist anymore, and it's also played with just the right instruments that like. It's a song that, like, when I'm older and I've got a house in a neighborhood and we trick or treat and I want to set up a front yard, like, mm-hmm. this song is going to play. It's That's just a got classic. that whole, like, it's it's got the xylophone sound in it or something. I don't know if it's a xylophone, but I, you know. It's the good balance of spooky and fun. Exactly. Exactly. It, it tiptoes that line, like, hocus pocus perfectly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously, I put a spell on you. Bette Midler is in my, my list, but. Yeah, you know. no, it's just a lot of uh, those those original uh, creations that Disney made with that uh, songs from Pirates of the Caribbean, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for Me, uh, stuff like that. They just did balance the the goofy nature uh, of the attractions with, you know, they, they're actually serious 
works of art still at the same time too yeah and now i i i really i i love that song i mean who doesn't love the haunted the blend Mansion? of the voices yeah. that they have with it it's just it's just like you've got that guy is really really deep and then the other like it just works on so yeah. many different levels oh uh, so i'd like to like so we've picked one like how, let's let's tip into the pixar area anybody have a favorite from there because i've got one from toy story which is my favorite pixar movie and it's not the one you might think so mm. I actually have two, but I, I just want to give a, a, a quick that of that genre of like the Yoho Pirates Life for Me, Grim Grinning Ghosts, the uh, Imagineer that I feel like is never appreciated enough is the guy that created the songs for those. It's uh, Xavier Exitensio. Yeah, I feel like you know what people remember people remember Tony Baxter. Uh, you know, all yeah. a lot of the cla- but I feel like he kind of flies under the radar. So he I just did the song, to- all three of those songs. He did. Uh, he did Grim Grinning Ghost, uh, Pirates Life, or Yoho, Pirates Life for Me, and what was the other one that you mentioned? I don't know. He didn't so, mention another one. I did. Yeah, so yeah. the two. Yeah. But that's still. I'm. I'm. That's very. I mean, the, the man's should be remembered yeah, because no, those are iconic songs. Yeah. 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 There was there was a lot of talent all wrapped around there in that era. George Burns did a lot of the uh, the music for pirates as well and uh he always just had this like island style uh uh, just to his work uh he did all the background music or the score sorry why did i say background music that sounded so stupid he did the score for the jungle book and that's why i I love that yeah you know the woodwinds and that whole style that kind of goes through and then with exitentio writing these these great lyrics and like pairing them up with people like paul freese doing the 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 singing and voices and stuff like that. They just had everything came together at the right time in the late sixties there. And they did, they did some great things. Well, thanks for having even more history on. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, you know, I do a show with Michael I Bowling, just, so yeah. I always have the history. <laughs> um, well, okay. So if we, we jump forward in time and Pixar comes around to me and, you know, they haven't always been necessarily musically inclined movies. I feel like they shed that pretty quickly. Uh, but um, one that really like it reminds me of being a kid, and this is the one. It's not "You've Got a Friend in Me," which is the go-to Toy Story song. It's "Strange Things." Oh, see, I'm I'm the opposite way too. It's not even uh, it's not even "You've Got a Friend in Me." Mine is uh, "I Will Go Sailing No More." It's like the pivotal point of the uh, movie. Oh my gosh, what? Which one is that? I what, is that it's, the one? That's the one when he loses the arm. It's right? when Buzz realizes yeah. that he is in fact a toy, and he tries to go uh, jumping out the window and my heart exactly yeah. yeah that's a good one that's a good choice there's, there's see there's a lot of really strong numbers in there that i feel like sometimes you, you kind of forget because it's you think of toy story and you think of the you, you know you've got a friend in me was used so much that i just like strange things for me when i remember buying the like clamshell vhs of this movie like saving up the 20 dollars because it you know that's expensive and that's still just, expensive for a movie just to and, to go off you guys i actually didn't put this on my list but i almost did uh which i think is kind of another underappreciated toy story is from toy story 2 uh uh, when somebody loved oh, me. Oh, that's on my list. When that was the next one me. I was going to say. Uh, when she loved me, the Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. You can't not watch the visual on screen, listen to that song, and not like start crying yeah. by the end of it. 
when she just falls down the side because it's a story of life. It's a story of like the girl she's aging and and growing out of the younger things and you want to you don't want to be her because you always want to have a spot I, in your heart for the younger part of you which is those toys but this she this woman lost it, you know. I, and it's I so actually sad. this is really embarrassing but when this movie came out I was like so it made me so sad that like I was like pulling out my old toys to like look at them because I was so like, you were worried that they were like, yeah like, like oh, I'm still here guys yeah. I'm still here for you yeah yeah that's a good one well I can continue through the Pixar universe yeah. and I will I will choose two more to add on that actually aren't songs themselves but they are instrumental pieces uh, the first one I will choose is Married Life from mm-hmm. Up because. There is no more heartbreaking of a sequence mm-hmm. in any Pixar film that's, since so then. That's that. That's the song that is pretty much the opening of the film, right mm-hmm. after they meet each other and until they're until we yes. get to Carl Fredrickson as the older man. At the exactly. Moment. No, it's I, I. I love the the music. It was uh, Michael Giacon, Giacchino. Giacchino. I still never know how to actually say now it. Now you've made me second guess it because I always say. No, I can't. I can't say it unless I work up to it real fast. Tartar? Tartar. 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 Uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's just an absolute... Michael Giacchino. That's how I Giacchino. say it. Giacchino. Thank you. Okay. Um, it is an absolute beautiful piece of music, oh, so absolutely. much that I made it uh, at our wedding, mine and Kylie's wedding. That is uh, what she walked down the aisle to. So that's that's how important that song is to me in the whole uh, the whole realm of... Uh, Pixar songs, but then another one that stands out for me is Thomas Newman's uh, his score in Wall-E with uh, specifically defined dancing, and that's when Eve and Wall-E are out in space, and he's using uh, yeah. the the uh, the fire extinguisher to fly around right alongside with her. That's another one of those yeah. iconic moments in Pixar movies that the music just you know I, I can hear it and I can think of every single frame of that scene over in my head and that's it's powerful stuff no i i i love when a movie can deprive you of one of its um one of its uh senses you know so like if, if it's no like wally you know or a scene without dialogue you know what i mean so it, it subtracts one but it still can tell such a beautiful complete story with you know what is essentially a hand behind its back you know, and I, I, I don't think movies get enough credit for yeah. that. You know, being a, I don't think because pe- it happens on such a subconscious level that I think people take that stuff for granted. Yeah, that that something so beautiful can come from that. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely agree with those pieces too. Me too. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I just have a couple more I want to say because then we, we also want to play a quick game before we go. Um, that uh, Steve has put together here for us. But um, The Lion King is probably one of my favorite animated films. And this isn't essentially from the first Lion King, but He Lives in You is a song that, like, I find it haunting but beautiful. And it's always, I just, when I hear it, I've got to listen to it really loud and, like, have either, like, it's got to be headphones in or it's got to be blaring in, like, my car. And it just puts me into this, like, zone. And I just think it's, like, beautiful music. And, and yeah. you know the words are great. The, the the music itself is wonderful. I don't know. No, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I had something. For, I had bed knobs and broomsticks substitute serial locomotion because when I was a kid, that was one of the Disney movies we watched all the time. Um, and it was like uh, my grandparents had one of the bed in one of the spare rooms had a bed knob on it, and I would find that and sing the song to it. And I used to think that that stuff was going <laughs> to come alive, and I still do. I still do. So. You know that that's one for me that'll always be there. But Angela Lansbury really, yeah, know, 
she, I think she's just one of those people that you, you, I don't know if you guys did this too, but you like latch on to certain celebrities and you feel like they become like a part of your life somehow. Like I feel that way with Dick Van Dyke, you know, obviously because of my love of Mary Poppins, but I especially feel that way toward Angela Lansbury as well. And they are yeah. both 91 years old and I don't know what I'm going to do when it happens. I know it's coming one day. I know another. I know, but the the great thing is they're in a movie together coming out, the new Mary Poppins yeah. movie. So, <laughs> anyway, did, did you guys have any other songs that you wanted to throw in here at all? And anything? I, it can I, be a cheesy song. It doesn't have to have a. It has to appeal to you. I'll, I'll let I, Steve go first. Yeah, this is. Uh, I don't know. I like this song because I would listen to it walking to class at Penn State for some weird reason sometimes. But it's the Thor, the Soren theme song. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like you could laugh. I don't care. No, no, it, it, no. Is it, I like it is weird. It is like weird. have a, a specific thing you do with it, though. It's um, but it's it, it would bring me to that more than any theme song for or like from any ride or anything. It brings me to the moment of like right when your feet lift off of the yeah. ground, and it's like it brings me to that solid moment. So when I'd be like stressed and walking to like a class or whatever, and I just like needed to like escape from that, I listen to that song, and it bring me right to that moment. No, I, I get cool. that. No, I, get I love that. that. But yeah, no, I get that. So um, I'm gonna just rattle off a bunch with a little bit of the reasons why behind it. Uh, so I, I uh, uh, fireworks shows um, specifically. I love illuminations, and I do also. I love the music to wishes. Uh, and one of kind of like Steve said when he'd be walking to class listening to Soren. One of my thing with those two songs, uh, illuminations, uh, reflections of Earth, and wishes. If I would happen to have been like on a road trip or just in my car when it hit like nine o'clock for illuminations or ten o'clock for wishes, that's instantly what I would put on to that's very just cool. sync it up and think like, okay, right now I'm yeah. I'm driving around somewhere in Pennsylvania or some other state, but at the exact same time down in Florida, this is happening right at this exact There's same thousands moment. Thousands of people watching and listening yeah. to this, yeah. And so that always became a thing that I would do. It's it's like okay, it's uh, eight fifty eight. Got to got to get ready to put in the illumination CD so you can start listening uh, to that. So those those are definitely uh, the big ones for me. Another thing, um, I, I always used to rip on Phantasmic, hating it just with every inch of my body until I finally saw the Disneyland version. And, uh, you know, I know they're going to be changing that up when it Are comes back. I'm I'm very, very nervous uh, because I hear they're getting rid of the Pinocchio sequence, which is I love the music during that part. Um, I love everything during the Pirates, uh, the Peter Pan part, which they're going to replace with Pirates. And um, just every every bit of the Disneyland version of that show, I think musically is perfect and matches with the visuals well. And so once I saw it out there, then my I, I changed completely with that. And that's now one of my workout songs because too, it's like I know I know every single every single piece of that music. So I, I know like okay, well, twenty two minutes. That's that's how long I was just running uh, with that. Or okay, well, I need to go another five minutes or so because. Hmm. It's not up to that point. So those are three more parks ones for me. Uh, and then in terms of movies, you know, just just a lot of the the stereotypical ones. I, I still love them, like Go the Distance from Hercules, mm -hmm. such a bold, empowering song from a movie that, you know, just doesn't get as much love as it should. Mm -hmm. uh, See, stuff I, like that. I feel that way about the songs of Mulan. Like, I, I love um, uh, the I'll Make a Man Out of You. 
and and that to me you talk about a workout song like i i don't know that's a i i love the i love the music i love the voices in that song and i just love that sequence in the movie so like i hear that and it's a very empowering song i don't know i love the chorus that comes in at the end and it it feels like okay oh yeah you guess be swift as the coursing i don't it's just like it builds and you're just like oh it's so such a good you know good Oh. Yeah. No, and I have to also give a shout out to A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes because that is I what is on the Kiss Goodnight on when, you, list. when you hit it Steve on your bed at me. Disneyland Hotel. No, it's it's perfect. Wait, I, I like the song in the movie. I had a version he didn't like on here. Cause oh, because Daniel... play, he played the Spotify version. It was some it like wasn't parody Spotify. Version. It was from Disney Mania Two. It was it was Daniel Bedingfield, and it was when I came in grad night. He was one of the performers. Natasha Bedingfield's brother. Yes, he was. He was out in America first. He had the got to get through this song, and and so he was the performer of the year. I came for grad night, and his version was. Uh, is is like a uh, kind of a jazzier version of the song um it starts out slow and then it picks up into this like um upbeat thing but they play it at fort wilderness on the bridge out there where you wait for the boat all the time so it reminds me of fort wilderness it reminds me of that but also reminds me of when i came on an airplane for the first time ever to florida because i had never been on an airplane in my life before that i would always drove when i was a kid so i it like that's my version of that song I love. Uh, I like the Kiss Goodnight version on your Disneyland hotel bed, because <laughs> that's the best version of it. And then my final, final, final one, and I'll shut up on this, is Zippity Doodah. Really? Yeah. It's just one no, of those songs one. you just, you yeah. between Splash Mountain and then actually... The sing-along. It. Yeah, the Disney sing-alongs. That's what I yep. grew up watching on repeat over and over and over again. Me too. And, uh, oh, I have to add one. Now. Yeah, go. Because of that video that you just sparked something in my head is the I'm walking right down the middle oh, of Main yep. Street, U.S. That song. Disneyland like fun. Yeah. I believe it's number seven in the collector series of the Disney sing-alongs cassettes. See, okay. Have you never seen this? No, no, no. I'm aware of what oh. you're talking about. I just, we didn't really have it. Like the oh. babysitter had it or something like that. I, we, um, I just feel like I'm, it's hard because you're like, it's great that all these songs, and you can admit they're like not the great songs, or they are great songs, or whatever. And but how you create this emotional connection to this type of a music, this type of music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, um, Aladdin, I, I really have connection to a lot of songs in that. Obviously, Robin Williams was very. We were very big fans in our houses. Yeah, I'm sure many people were in the world. Um, but you know, there's Prince Ali. I I feel like I can't. You can't beat. Prince Ali, and nobody could sing that except for Robin Williams, you know? And um, uh, I said Poor Unfortunate Souls earlier is a really... I really like the dark song sometimes, like the mob song from Beauty and the Beast. I really like because I liked it. It was so creepy and scary, but it was like cool. But I also was like, well, I don't want to be a part of this, but I like that they're singing while they're going to, <laughs> while they're going to maim and murder somebody. Like, You're a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, the stampede in the Broadway version of The Lion King always... Yeah. Like, I imagine just people like, huh, who? Like doing a lot of hand motions because they're the grass or the 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 antelope as they come and yeah. murder Mufasa. And then to completely wind this out, Lester's Possum Park. From yeah, I mean, movie. come on, the final, it's, the final good song. Yeah, it's essentially the uh, the country bear jamboree of the Goofy World. I love it. Lester's Possum Park. Oh, don't you wanna be uh huh <laughs> sitting on a tree? <laughs> I feel like the Goofy movie has a very underrated film, period, and then an underrated soundtrack. Out on the open road. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody else but you. 
but but there's just there's there's so many good songs because like we you know those are our those are the ones that make us look good. I admit I have two High School Musical songs in here: "Scream" from High School Musical three and "Bet on It" from High School Musical two because I'm a fan of the uh, Ren Stevens, not Ren Stevens, yeah Ren Stevens, no Ren McCormick. Ren Stevens is from Even Stevens. Ren McCormick from Footloose. I'm a fan of the the guy who likes to go sing in a warehouse because he's angry. I don't know why, but whenever that happens in a movie, it brings me so much happiness that somebody is so angry at the world that they throw and do stuff, and then they're like, I'm dancing it out. I was really starting to get worried that you were going to say that the Even Stevens musical episode was six also period, on your... <laughs> six period. Six period is drawing near. Like I can, I can say it. I know what year we went to the moon because of that. It was 1969, guys. I know. It was a great episode. It really was. It was. It was great. When the parents do their dance in the the hallway. You've seen this, right? I don't think I have seen this episode. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Shia LaBeouf's best acting performance to date. (laughs) Um, Is that a thing? I wonder if I could download that musical. But uh, anyway... So that's that. That's the, you know, I'm sh- we've left some off our list. I'm sure that we could go through and do this and do this for hours or whatever. But we've already talked for a while. In fact, how long have we been talking for? I don't know, but we can do this again. When can we do this again? Well, boom, uh-oh. Paint the Night is definitely probably one of my favorite parade songs in all the parks because I feel like I want to dance and move around to that. So, do you think we still have enough time to do the game? I believe we have enough time to do a game. Okay, we've got a fun Fun game that apparently is a thing on the YouTubes that the Steve my attention. Explain the game to us. Basically, it's a Disney movie challenge, or music challenge, excuse me, and I'm going to have my two contestants, being Rhino and Craig, and they will face off, and they will have to name... Usually, it's done with Disney movies. We're actually going to do it with the parks, specifically. Um, so I'm going to play a little snippet from the music. Okay, what parks? Just Disney World, Disneyland, or is it North American parks? What? Disney World and Disneyland. Okay. Um, and I'll play a little snippet from the music. I'll, you know, the first song will maybe go to Rhino. And if you can't answer it and your points will get, Craig will have a chance to steal your points. And we have to say the name, the, the attraction it's from or the whatever, wherever it's from. The attraction it's from and the name of the song. Okay. So there's two points that you could steal possibly, um, or, or gain. Um, and then the last question, it's actually just for, you just have to name the area that the music comes from. Okay. To do this, we're going to bring Craig to the table. We're going to switch to a wide shot, so we have to shuffle around here for a little bit. So excuse us for one second. Movie the magic. magic of movie editing. Star wipe. We've shifted chairs. Uh, Steve is in the middle. His screen is dimmed. Craig and I, uh, I can't see the screen. Actually, I, even if I look over here, I can't see the screen. It's so yeah. dark. So um, so uh, how are we doing this? All right. So I'm going to think of a number one through ten. Uh Whoever gets closer gets to start or can defer to the, the other person. So I have my number. Craig, what, what are you thinking? One, two, ten. Three. Dang it. I was thinking three. Um, five. Six. Yes. Oh. Okay. So do you want to go first or you want to I want to go defer? first. Duh. Okay. So it's two points, right? So, so it's yes. one point for Possible one. of two points. Possible okay, of two points. But if you can only name one, the other person can steal or they can steal all your points. Okay. Okay. So... Voyage of the Little Mermaid? Nope. Oh, fudge. Uh, can you name... The, well, so you can't name the name Play of the, the song. song again. No, no, no. So now he... No, it's mine. Uh, it is One Little Spark, and that is from Journey into Your Imagination. Oh, I never would have known With this. Figment. Yes. Craig got two no. points. 
never would have known this. All so right. does Craig go again, or does it go so, back to me? Yeah, no, Craig gets yeah. to okay. go now again. Um, okay. This I'm going to play a real short clip from. Uh, that would be Baroque Hoedown from Main Street Electrical Parade. Nope. Incorrect. Well, then we know what it is. No, I don't know the names of any of it. Is it the main theme from Main Street Electrical Parade? No, it's from Spectrum Magic, isn't it? Is I don't know. Final it answer? Yeah, Spectrum Magic. Wrong. Oh, All right, so now I'll play a little bit longer of a clip for Craig. Okay. Yeah, <gasps> it's Paint the Night. Oh, yeah. From Paint the Night. Uh, What's yep. the song, Craig? It is Paint the Night. Yes, that from is Paint Craig. the Night. Yeah. <laughs> Craig gets uh, two more points, and but now it's back to Rhino, so you got you got a chance. Okay, all right. Oh, the uh, the Tiki 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 Room from the Enchanted Tiki Room. Correct, two points. How does one steal points if Craig gets any wrong? Okay, I see. So it's uh, Craig's right. turn now, right? Yep. Nope. Oh. Well, that's there's a great big beautiful tomorrow from Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Correct, two points. All right, and I believe that was the fifties part. Uh, is that Grim Grinning Ghosts from Haunted Mansion? Correct. Gosh, Craig was so stressed about losing this, and I'm so stressed about just being horrible. Okay, Craig Stern. That was. That was the, hmm. well, I know that was the three caballeros, but what do you mean? Was that what, from what ride? So was that from Grand Fiesta? No, Tour? you can't answer. He's got to. He's just got to say. So is that final answer? Yeah, correct. I never would have guessed that. It just. It sounded like the. It didn't sound like the ride version of the song. It sounded like the movie version. That is actually also it. correct. I couldn't find the, the oh, extra extra right. There's no bonus points in this game. Um, should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, back to you, Rhino. Okay. There's actually you. You have two correct right answers for that. That's there's a clue. That's all I know. Okay, that's a safety video. No, it's not a safety video. Um, I have no idea. Play it again. Nope, it's great. Oh, oh. <laughs> I actually I didn't know it from the clip. Okay, so back to back to Rhino. No need to worry, Dad. Oh, oh, hold on. Give me one second. You can even if oh, you only. I know. Even um, if you what what he gets, it's still his turn. Yeah, I know. Even if I don't want... Even if you can only get one. So even if you can only get the ride, you still get at least a point. I know, but the pro I know it's a little girl talking to her dad, but I don't know what it is. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. So would we have the timer going? I don't know. So back to Craig. That would be In the Big Blue World from Finding Nemo the Musical. Correct. There it is. I was like, I I felt like I... Uh, okay. I just needed little Nemo singing. Correct. Here's to you. Uh, well, that's the beginning of uh, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me from Pirates of the Caribbean. Correct. Mm. Okay. Uh, because Rhino's losing, I'm going to give him the easier one of these two. Okay. Um, this is just, you, there's only one point that can be, actually, no, we'll just do, this is two points. There's only one answer. You just have to name the area that the music is from. Okay. 
Well, is that music from Epcot? No, is that Tomorrowland? Final answer? Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom? Correct. Okay. Two points. I almost said... Uh, oh, simple. It's Steve. He worked in Tomorrowland in Yeah, well, that was the clue. It was <laughs> okay. Steve. All right, Craig, you have the harder one I'll admit here. Um, I thought that one was hard. Yeah, I don't know that. All right. Off the top of my head. To Rhino. It's, if it's not Fantasmic, because Craig didn't know it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that the end of Vold of Color? Wrong. Back to Craig. I, I still don't. Oh, it's um, it's the Epcot entrance. Correct. So, uh, yes. I never would have got that. Okay, so that is actually, so, I, have, I had a tiebreaker prepared, but I don't think we're going to well, need I, it. I'm curious what it is. Might as well um, do it. I, I mean, I feel like I don't deserve those last two points because it took so long back and forth and it took getting to the start of the song. Uh, Rhino, you had six. I had one, two, three, four, five, 45. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Okay, all right. So I, I didn't think... do as terrible as I thought. I didn't think I was going to get a single one. <laughs> but they were the ones I thought I would get, which was Haunted Mansion. <laughs> well, it's you did good. Yeah, you still did good. I, I mean, I did play well, like I pretty short. I want Okay. Lightning round. Lightning round. Yeah, whoever says uh, it first. Okay. You get three points for this. It is um, from. It's from France. Uh, Impressions de France. Yes, I wouldn't correct. even have known what it was called. So it's my favorite Epcot movie that you can watch. <laughs> well, well, there we go. We've learned that I'm terrible at uh, identifying music from the theme parks, but yeah. Um, well, that was a fun game. Yeah, that yeah, was. Fun. It was. Fun. Yeah, we'll have to think about an, uh, other ones that we can do, like and maybe like shape this in other ways and stuff like that. That'd be cool. Maybe some fun standalone videos. We can yeah, do yeah, little whatever. games are fun. I like. Yeah, I like doing these. You like. You you seem to like being the guy. Yeah, I like setting them up. The judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. he's the Ross of our group. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> <laughs> the lightning round. <laughs> Stop talking like this. Um, I'd clearly be Chandler. Yeah, just saying. Uh, are you kidding me right now? I'm not Joey. You're easily Who just won the game? A Monica. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> <you, laughs> yeah kind of true. And Monica in sports? That's how you were just reacting before we got started. You were yeah. like, I cannot lose this. That's actually true. You got me there. Um, so that'll do it for this episode, mm-hmm. I think. Um, that was a lot of fun. Thank you guys yeah. for sharing your love of the Disney music. And I want to know what you guys out there would... Um, what would be in your list? What would be in your thing? Maybe if I get um, a lot of effort going, I'll do a playlist on Spotify. But the thing I ran into is a couple of the songs we listed already weren't on Spotify. So it's I don't want to like make that incomplete list. But we'll see. If I make it, it'll be in the comment section of this uh, this YouTube video or out on the Twitterverse somewhere in there. Um, but uh, until next time, that'll do it for this episode of Dispop.